G'day everyone, welcome back to Chad Theory. I'm your host, Chad James, and I'm joined by the Lifter. Hey Gun Liv. Hey Chad, I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, except my voice obviously is a little bit croaky. I'm a little bit congested, ladies and gents, but nevertheless I will push on. So apologies if uh, my voice is uh, if you find it offensive. I don't know, some people are sensitive to this stuff, especially if you're wearing earphones, but nevertheless, we push on. Today we're looking at what happened on Saturday down in Melbourne. It's so controversial. It's still trending on Twitter. I didn't want to talk about this. I tweeted about it. I don't like getting involved in the culture wars. You guys know this. However, I think there is a little bit of meat on this bone. And when I realized by talking with you, Liv, offline in our little group chat, there's a little bit of disagreement. I thought, okay, we've got to do a podcast on this. Like, let's... Let's get Hash on here. Out. Yeah, let's 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 see where, where the differences are and, and let's see if we can convince each other or not. It's okay if we don't. Uh, but just a quick word for those of you listening, if you find it difficult to exchange ideas in a respectful manner, if you find it difficult to uh, sort of appreciate that someone else might think differently to you, then this isn't the place for you. So move along. For everyone else who can put on their big girl pants or their big boy pants, then stick around because we're going to have a mad chat. So just before we get into all of that conversation, if you end up enjoying this podcast and appreciate what we're trying to do here, give us a five-star rating. If you really enjoyed the show, give us a PayPal donation. There's links below and become a paid subscriber via the link in the description if you wish to get access to exclusive conversations right here on Chat Theory. Liv, you happy with that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, you've seen my statement from last night uh, regarding Moira redeeming. I have not taken this decision lightly, but the events which were drawn to my attention over the weekend, when not far from where we stand, there was a protest which attracted Nazis on the steps of this magnificent parliament. So Liv, what actually happened on Saturday? Like there's so many different accounts, different points of view. Why don't you just tell us what you think happened and I guess we can take it from there. Go from there. All right. Well, like you, I wasn't actually even going to get involved in this at all. I wasn't even going to read about it. And then it started getting more and more traction. I was like, I'll see if it's there tomorrow and I might go down that rabbit hole. And it was still trending hard. I was like, okay, I've got to have a look at this. My, my willpower is not that strong. When I looked at the photo and I looked at the two other uh, groups clashing, I was like, they look so out of place. Like, this has to be staged yeah, or something. Yeah, it looks staged, right? It, it does. It's yeah. too set up. Like, it just looked too set up. Um, so I went down the rabbit hole and I looked into the hashtag let women speak. And I realized that this, had, this is actually a world tour. So she's been on a world tour. I am maybe naive. I didn't know a lot about her prior to this. You're talking about Kelly um, J. Keane? Just yeah, to- Kelly J. Keane yeah. and her world tour of yeah, let women speak. So I went down and I had a look at what it was and compared to, you know, one narrative is that she's an anti-trans homophobic person that spreads all this hate. And then you've got the other side who's, you know, she is standing for um, women's rights around all over the world, not just, you know, in countries that don't even have rights for women. So she's a very big advocate for that. Yeah, she uses Posey Parker or she used to use Posey Parker as a, a, pseudo, a pseudonym. Right, when she first started probably because yeah, I was reading something they like used that. to meet, is it? Speaker's Corner, is that a park? Something like that in the yeah. UK I was listening to explain. Yeah, so she, she's a British sort of women's rights 
activist. And she was in Melbourne. They were doing this event, this rally, this protest, and supposedly a bunch of neo-Nazis turned up in solidarity with them. They were holding a sign about pedos, apparently referring to transgender people as as pedos or, or something like that. Is that broadly your understanding of what took place? Yeah, I believe there was another protest on the same day, like a, um, an LGBTQIA one, but I think I'd imagine they're regular down there. I'm not too sure. But there was one on the same day, so they organised security, so they were separate. So they were meant to be in two different spaces. And then the interesting part was this other group that came, the neo-Nazis, they came at like not at the beginning, it was like in the middle, and it was they were only there for like 15 minutes. They just showed up randomly as they were walking, came in, did their thing, and then they were ushered off. So it's very. Um, it sounds that's what quite I mean. it staged. Looks staged. Like it it's does, quite. Yeah, yeah. They're they're obviously there just to annoy, cause trouble. Like I don't think they had anything to do with them at all. Even if they said they were there in support, anyone can say they are there in support of somebody. It doesn't mean that they actually are. Like if you look at their history, they are obviously people that like to stir. They do this quite frequently. Yeah. So what was the end result of all this? Well, apparently a Victorian Legislative Council member, Moira Deeming, is currently being kicked out of the Liberal Party. So John Pizzuto, the the new uh, Liberal leader of the Victorian Libs after Matthew Guy's sensational uh, defeat at the uh, Victorian election at the end of last year, John Pizzuto has taken over and his goal apparently is to bring the Victorian Liberal Party back to the centre. So... Someone like Moira Deeming, she represents sort of that that more conservative Liberal Party faction. Now, a little bit of interesting history that I was reading about her this morning before we jumped on, Liv. Back at the 2022 federal election, she was in line for pre-selection for a federal seat in the lower house, the seat of Gorton. But apparently Scott Morrison's office intervened and said, hang on, no, 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 you, you cannot have her negative media coverage of her hardline social views that it could be a distraction from Scott Morrison's campaign. So they, they, they put in a different candidate. Can't have two having the spotlight, eh? Well, I, I find that strange given that Scott Morrison was endorsing Catherine Deves up here in, in Sydney because they have very similar views. In fact, I think Moira Deeming and Catherine Deves are kind of friends. Yeah, Catherine Deves has been giving her a lot of support over the last few years. Yeah. So then that takes us to the Victorian state election where she was endorsed for the Legislative Council. Now, unlike most other states in Victoria, the Legislative Council, it's not actually a single electorate like it is everywhere else. They actually have divisions like like within Victoria, like smaller divisions within like smaller electorates, which is quite strange. So anyway, that's how she got in on the Liberal Party ticket. And in her maiden speech, as soon as she got in, straight away she's criticising, you know, the the, the leftist school curriculums. Uh, She has views on the decriminalisation of sex work. This is just some sort of basic surface level analysis that I've done. So then bringing this all back to what happened down in Melbourne on Saturday, Liv, it's my understanding that Moira Deeming went down to support Kelly J. Keane. She apparently escorted her through Parliament and she was an active participant and, and leader, if you like, in the Let Women Speak rally event, whatever you want to call it. Now, that within itself, I don't think is or was necessarily a problem, perhaps in hindsight. 
But apparently, according to John Pizzuto, the issue is what happened after and during. So let me take you through some of these details according to John Pizzuto. So Pizzuto puts out this, this letter, and it's to Moira Deeming. It says, Dear Ms. Deeming, I write to give you notice of my intention to call a special meeting of the Victorian Parliamentary Party on 27 March 2023, and that for the reasons in the motion set out herein, I will move a motion pursuant to these clauses, blah, 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 Liberal Party Constitution, to expel you from the Victorian Liberal Party. These are the reasons why. On 19 March, so Saturday, 2023, and on days prior, organising, promoting and attending a rally where Kelly J. Keane, also known as Posey Parker, was the principal speaker in circumstances where Ms. Keane was known to be publicly associated with far right-wing extremist groups, including neo-Nazi activists, and on 19 March, meeting with and publishing a video with Kelly J. Keane, Catherine Deves, there you go, and Angie Jones, and that Angie Jones on that day posted on Twitter words that in the mind of any reasonable and lay observer made association with Nazis, including on 4.41pm, by posting the words, Nazis and women want to get rid of pedo filth. Why don't you? That quote being set out in the Annexture here too, which Annexture also contains a hyperlink to the video referred to in this reason. Fine. Then on the second page, it just says, at this meeting, you know, of the Victorian Liberal Party, they'll give you an opportunity to explain your conduct. Uh, if the motion is passed at that meeting by absolute majority of the parliament, you will be expelled from the parliamentary party. Now, I, I think it's important to point out there's quite a few issues here. What we should do first, Liv, is go over to Moira Deeming's Twitter because she's posted a personal statement in response and in here, she says many things. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. People can go and read the whole thing on uh, on her Twitter page. But I do want to capture the section that outlines what she thinks happens on that day. On Saturday, 18th of March, I attended the Let Women Speak event hosted by Standing for Women UK. SFW advocates for the reinstatement of reasonable biological sex-based rights and against the irreversible and harmful medical transitioning practices used on gender non-conforming autistic and gay minors. This organization and its goals are mainstream and global, supported by high-profile members and leaders of every mainstream political party in the world. The Melbourne Let Women Speak event was attended by Muslims, Christians, atheists and members of the Greens, Labor, LDP and Liberal parties. I announced on International Women's Day in Parliament that I'd be in attendance and invited Natalie Hutchins to join me because she was the Minister for Women. Due to threats of violence from extreme left activists, including the notorious Antifa, I was approached and asked if I could drive international speaker Kelly J and her security guards to park in Parliament House car park for safer passage to and from the Parliament House steps. I sought and gained permission from Parliament services to do so. The event was very ably organised by Angela Jones, a left-wing pro-gay rights Jewish woman, well, who liaised with the Victoria Police to arrange a buffer zone between her event and any counter-protesters. This is why I and other attendees were horrified to see masked men all clad in black inside the buffer zone. We thought that we were going to be attacked. However, the police did not seem worried and were talking with them over at the edge of the line. Later, I saw the police seemingly usher these men right through the centre of the buffer zone 
in between our event and the counter-protesters, which is when I saw those men raise their hands in a Hitler salute. I, along with few others who were facing them from the front, were horrified, but believed the police were moving them on. After the event, I was informed that these masked men had in fact mounted Parliament House steps outside of our view on the other end and performed a Nazi salute, and that members of the SFW group asked the police to make them leave, but were informed that the police had no powers to move them on due to Labor's removal of those powers. <laughs> did they actually <laughs> say that, or did they just say we can't move them on? Anyway, maybe she just slipped that in. The Let Women Speak event saw several women injured by the extreme left counter-protesters who infiltrated the event. I was assaulted and injured along with multiple other women, including one who was taken to hospital after being knocked unconscious. They also became violent with police and punched police horses, forcing the event to finish early. I condemn their actions and call on others to condemn this violence against peaceful women. I also condemn the actions of the masked men in black, who were later identified as neo-Nazis who gate-crashed the Let Women Speak event. Most of the LWS supporters did not realise who they were until they were being escorted out by Victoria Police when they did the despicable Nazi salute. I completely reject the beliefs of National Socialists, Nazis, and I have seen firsthand the impact that the Holocaust had on a family member. None of those organising the event had any involvement with these men, as has been confirmed by Victoria Police the Australian Jewish Association and all the organisers themselves. If Daniel Andrews had not repealed the move-on laws, they could have been removed. The move-on laws need to be strengthened and I also welcome moves to ban the Nazi salute. And I hope that the concerns of women and girls will finally be deemed worthy of attention. So that's her response, Liv. What's your sort of immediate reaction to what Pizzuto is saying and what Moira is rebutting? I agree with her in quite a few of her things. I expelling her, it's like guilt with association. She's, you know, like she says, I don't think unless they hadn't have done the salute, you wouldn't have known who they were. They weren't covered in tattoos. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm just trying to put it into context. But there was 30 of them compared to how many thousands were at that uh, rally. Like the amount of hate that she is getting for not calling them out to leave. Like, and from the videos I've seen of her, they were yelling out horrid things to both parties, like these 30 people. It wasn't just to the uh, the trans activists that were there on the other side. The rally itself was getting quite a lot of hate as well from them. So it would have been quite intimidating as well. Um, yeah, it's quite obvious that these stylized neo-Nazis crashed this event, right? 100%. To expel her for having her views, like I said, she's guilt by association. You know, she was there with women from like, she said diverse backgrounds. They had the Jewish Muslim woman. And I think she actually read a letter from a Muslim friend of hers who was too afraid to speak out. So she read it on behalf of her um, about women's rights and back into her the country she came from. What I worry the most about this is the amount of people labeling people that were there, Nazis, like, you know, all the women that were there, all the people that were there for women's rights, you know, they were all being put in one box. And I think this is her point too, is like, the Liberal Party need to draw a line somewhere. Are they going to go right over to Dan Andrews and everybody that doesn't agree with the trans activists or the LGBTQIA propaganda? But Moira's point, I think, is, you know, the LNP party have never stood for that. You know, they've always been conservative. They've got their strong roots. They are family first. You know, they've got their ideas. So I think by him calling out to expel her for being here at this woman's right rally, whatever you want to call it, and having her say and speaking on behalf of a friend, 
and somehow being, you know, guilty by association to Nazis sitting up there. I think that's... You think that he's towing a dangerous line? Yeah, I do. I think he is towing a dangerous line. I think if he doesn't put a line in the sand here, they're not going to be able to recover from this. And I know there's people that will say, you know, he needs to do it because the Liberal Party has a really bad name already. They're at the bottom of the barrel right now. But I honestly think if he goes through with this and gets rid of Moira, I he throws a lot of women under the bus for speaking out about their rights. And I don't think he would ever, like, they will recover from that. They are at a time where they need, as they say, more women in their party. They they have a problem with women. And this just shows you they have a problem with women. On face value, I agree with what you're saying in terms of women's rights that, you know, they cannot be lost. We need to ensure that all sides of this apparent argument, these culture wars, have a voice. I agree with you. My issue is the way that you conflate women's rights with the Let Women Speak movement. I think it's it's easy to look at someone like Kelly J. Keene and listen to what she's saying and think, you know what, I'm a woman, I'm sick of being, you know, thrown into this camp where we can't define what a woman is. I want someone to sort of step up and say, no, no, hang on a second, this is really what a woman is, not some idea that you've conjured in your head of you know, identifying as a woman. The problem is that's only the surface, I think, the tip of the iceberg of what someone like Kelly J. Keene represents. Now, I've consumed a lot of Kelly J. Keene's material. I, I know her narrative quite well. For those of you who might say, oh, Chad, do you even know who she is? No, no, I do. I've followed her for a long time. And I've come to understand her formula. So basically what activists like Kelly J. Keene do, it's very similar to Trump or, or Alex Jones. They'll start with a premise that most reasonable people would agree with. For example, they point to things like a gay couple who adopt a son, and this happened, and they sex trafficked that kid. And as a result, they say, well, gay couples shouldn't be allowed to adopt. Okay. And then they'll look at something else like a man rapes. He's convicted. He goes to jail. Then when he's in jail, he starts to identify as a woman. So they transfer this guy who's now a woman into a female prison where he rapes a couple of female prisoners. They use those examples to push forward a narrative as if that's representative of the trans community. And they mask that under women's rights. Now, the problem is, let's look at someone like Fritzl. Remember Fritzl, that Austrian dad who locked his daughter up in the basement and fathered like nine kids or something with her? Yeah. It was like, it became a meme. And what I find interesting about that is... Say that was a gay man. Say Fritzl was a gay man and the situation was slightly different. You know, add in he had, you know, his son in the basement, obviously you can't have kids with his son, but make the situation gay or in some way paint it with an LGBT brush. People will straight away point out that the reason why this happened is because they're gay and they have the rights to do that. So my issue is that whenever there's an example, and these are in the minority, these are extreme examples, to say that this is a characteristic of the LGBT community, I think is quite dangerously false. 
And that's what the Let Women Speak movement does, is they take situations like that, you know, I don't want men in my daughter's bathroom at school. I don't want gay men to be able to adopt. I don't know if that's what they say specifically, but that's part of that narrative. And they mask all of that under women's rights. And the problem is that fuels narratives like there's a a pedophilia problem in the trans community, which there isn't. There's no evidence of that. What they do is they cherry pick situations like that and they put them in front of you and say, if we continue to allow this to take place, this is what's going to happen. We are the last bastion of defense between your daughters and this. That's a completely false premise. Just like when Donald Trump says, the only thing between you and the FBI is me. Without me, they're going to get you. Same with Alex Jones. It's, it's a grift. They use specific examples. Sometimes they conjure them themselves and they use them to generalize so that they can back up their narrative. That's the problem is I don't think Kelly J. Keene stands for women's rights at all. I think she's spreading LGBT hate. I really do. And I know a lot of you disagree with that and that's fine. But that's the problem, Liv, is like I said, your argument, I agree with. The problem is for me, Kelly J. Keene doesn't represent women's rights. The Let Women Speak movement doesn't represent women's rights. For me, it represents, you know, trans hatred. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that point. We don't have anyone that is a strong leadership really for the woman. I agree with that. Yeah. So when someone comes out and, you know, they say, you know, what is a woman? And they say, you know, it's an adult, a biological adult female. We don't have anybody really that I could comfortably say is in support of just women for themselves. You know, historically, women have faced systematic discrimination. You know, we've had oppression due to our gender and we've had limited opportunities. So it's it's hard to come so far, I think, and then suddenly have to kind of fight for these rights all over again in a different way. I'm not saying that trans women don't deserve rights, but I'm saying women need a space for them too. Like, you know, you can't just have it all lumped into one bundle. I like to think that I identify differently to a trans woman because I have biologically different. So I don't, I want my own space in that way. You know, I deserve my own space in that way. Can I ask um, you, have you ever been physically, emotionally, psychologically threatened by a transgender woman? Not personally myself. However, I don't want to put them in there. I'm not saying that they are, you know, more likely to sexually assault or physically assault or intimidate. But a lot of the issues people have is, you know, say you had been sexually assaulted when you were younger and now you are older, you need in-care help or whatever, and they have people, you know, you might, that are trans, you know, you don't know. I think the the problem is it's a gray area. You have people that are so sick that would use this as an opportunity. So people that are already vulnerable or have been abused before, it's hard, it would be extremely triggering I would imagine for somebody in that situation to accept help from somebody that does now identify as a different gender or you know um can I, I, think can I just put with, to you I don't disagree yeah. with you but you're talking about a very very specific and narrow set of circumstances yeah, I know. I'm trying to did you see do you see my point and this yeah, is what I do. I this is what people like point. Kelly J Keen do is they they put these really odd and obscure scenarios in front of you Scott News does this. I'm not pointing out Kelly J. Keene. This is what the culture wars are, is taking anomalies, taking the extreme version of something 
and using that to create a mainstream narrative. And with, like, let's bring Pizzuto and the Liberal Party back in. Let's just be clear what's going on here. They're not trying to put her behind bars. They're not trying to silence her. She can, keep, she can continue on that narrative. She can continue her activism. She just can't do that under the Liberal Party's brand. That's all they're saying. Now, you might dispute what that Liberal Party brand should be, but we know from recent experiences, from recent elections, being the federal election last year and the Victorian election and, you know, this week and the New South Wales election, we'll see what happens there, that the Liberal Party has a brand problem. That the Liberal Party's really screwed. So my personal view is someone like Moira Deeming, she would probably fit better into One Nation compared to the Liberal yeah. Party. The Liberal Party cannot stay that far to the right. The Liberal Party has to come back to the centre. And I think they've realised this a little bit too late. But the problem is, and I've spoken about this, I think, last week, if the Liberal Party does come back to the centre, then how do you distinguish between Liberal and Labor? I mean, they're just going to keep going more and more to the left so the Liberal Party is going exactly. to have to keep going centre. So that's yeah. So the Liberal Party has a really, really big problem. I think this says more about the Liberal Party than it does about Moy Redeeming. But I, I personally, I don't have an issue with anything that John Pizzuto has said. Uh, let me be clear. I don't think there's any insinuation here that Moy Redeeming has an affiliation with those stylized neo-Nazis. That, that's not what the suggestion is. I, I believe Moira's account of events. I believe everything she said. The problem is everyone is assuming that the Let Women Speak movement is just that, but that's not what it is. For me, it's they're, they're spreading hatred. Now, let me also be, this is why I hate the culture wars, because you have to yeah. qualify every little bit. Let me also say those um, pro-trans protesters, whatever they were, who were clearly assaulting police and, and, and you know assaulting the other activists, I mean, they're out of line as well. I don't support them either. This is why I don't engage in this stuff because everyone on all sides is fighting for a voice in these culture wars and they will do that. They fight dirty. They'll do whatever they need to do to get their point across. So I've just checked out of it because they've lost their substance. So as a sort of way of wrapping my views up, I don't have an issue at all of the Liberal Party exercising their freedom of speech by saying this is not what we represent and we don't want you in our party. Remember, they're not, they're not trying to put her in prison. They're not banning her from parliament. She can stay in parliament as an independent, like Lydia Thorpe, just not under the Liberal Party brand. You don't look convinced, Liv. Hit me with it. Don't be shy. I don't know. I, I'm really struggling with this one. I don't know if it's because we don't have, like, you know, a solid figure, but I, I just feel like it is a very unfair attack on Moira. Like, I... I think it's it's wrong. I just that's what's annoying me. I think the most about it is by expelling her for standing up for something that you know um, she obviously believes is important, and you know it's something that regardless of you know your own political beliefs or background, it's something that's obviously important to her. But I I don't think she has done anything wrong either. Like I don't. There's nothing in there that for me would be a game changer. Like I I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something, but I don't think anything that she did on that day should be cause for her to be expelled from the party. Maybe I'm just but reading too far into it. Maybe I've gone too far down. Yeah, that's fine. But there are also... The hole. No, no, no. I don't think so at all. There are several senior conservative Liberal Party members who are vehemently supporting Moira. 
same as quite a few Greens and Labor MPs yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So there are people. My my issue is I think everyone is blowing this way out of proportion. No one is saying that Moira needs to be detained and, and put into a prison and, yeah. and be silenced and be cancelled. All the Liberal Party is saying that under John Pizzuto's leadership, which you know might be untenable itself after this, we'll just have to see how that goes for the Liberal Party if they can unite behind his leadership, especially you know in this you know quite publicised matter. All he's saying is this isn't the Liberal Party that I want to lead, and he's virtue signalling. Let's be clear, he's virtue signalling to Victorians that this isn't what the Liberal Party in Victoria stands for. Now, time will tell if he's played his cards right. But, um, yeah, I don't know if we've cleared all that up. Maybe we've added to the confusion. But um, I just thought, ladies and gents, having this conversation with Liv behind closed doors, offline, I thought it was important uh, to give Liv an opportunity to, to voice her opinion and um, and, and offer her that, that rite of passage because I think there are many – women that listen to this, or I know that there are many women that are listeners of this podcast that would agree with what you're saying. I appreciate and, and understand where you're coming from in the sense, well, well, you know, geez, if we don't have someone like Kelly J. Keen, who do we have? Yeah, 100%. And I actually think that we have gone too far to the left that I don't know if we will ever have somebody anytime soon that could have that role without the criticize. Like there was always going to be that noise. I know that. But I think We've gone so far over the line already that it would be hard to come back. I think it would be shut down very quickly or, you know, you would be labelled still as, you know, a transphobe or a Nazi for having somebody that stood up for a woman just in a, in a positive way, not in a negative way promoting hate or anything. I think it's going to be very hard to find somebody at this time of day, like in this time, which uh, is sad. Yeah, no, I, I, I share that. I share that view, Livster, and I do empathise. Uh, with with those of you, including yourself, who who have that view and have those frustrations, um, again, another apology for my voice, ladies and gents. I'm for those of you. This is your first time listening to this show. Usually, my voice is like olive oil. It's really crisp. It's really smooth. It's not croaky like it is. I, I probably have COVID. I should probably go do a test. Anyway, Liv, thank you so much for putting yourself out there and not being afraid to share your views. Uh, shout out to any listeners who uh, appreciate. Uh, our different perspectives and our ability to have this conversation. Uh, final word from you, Liv. Final word is um, thanks for chatting with me. I, it's nice to have a conversation where it's not an attack. You actually learn. This is why I enjoy talking to you and um, Nico both in the green room because it's you get a different, like I said, a different perspective that you might have missed or you might not have thought of and it's, it's good to hash it out and have a conversation around it. I actually appreciate our chats. Anytime, Liv. So that's what I'm here for. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. And thanks for those of you who are listening. Cheers, guys. Catch you next time. See ya.